your Bibles with me to the book of Acts chapter 1. The book of Acts chapter 1. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. God, we thank you for the faithfulness of Matthias. And Lord, I thank you for the faithfulness of this church. And Father, we just pray right now your word will not return void. And God, we thank you that it will accomplish what he has set out to accomplish. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all ready? Y'all ready? Everybody else ready? All right, Acts chapter 1. We're going to start in verse 20. It says, for it is written in the book of Psalms. We just talked about that. He said that. You know, a lot of people think David was, was King David. He was a man after God's own heart. But you know, he was also a prophet. Did you know that there was a lot of prophecies? In it? And people don't understand. Yeah, he was a mighty warrior. He killed Goliath. He was the greatest. But you know, he was a prophet. There are some prophecies in the book of Psalms. And here's one of them. It says this, for it is written in the book of Psalms. Let his dwelling place be desolate. He's speaking of Judas. And let no one live in it. And here it is. Let another take his office. Therefore, of these men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us. You see this? Verse 22, beginning from the baptism of John to that day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. And they proposed two. See this? They proposed two. Joseph called Barsabas, who was also surnamed Justice. And Matthias. And they prayed and said, You, O Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which of these two men you have chosen to take part in this ministry and apostleship. Everybody say apostleship. From which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. And they cast their lots. Pretty clever. I want to talk about that. Listen to this. And they cast their lots, and the lot fell on who? Matthias. And he was numbered with the 11 apostles. Here's what was happening, guys. They had been in the upper room, and they'd been hanging out for about seven days. Okay? Jesus had told them to tarry in the upper room. They had been hanging out. It was a, a Sabbath day journey. If you read chapter 1, the prior verses, it was a Sabbath day journey. They had been there for seven days after the ascension of Jesus Christ. Jesus had already rose. He told them to stay in the upper room, okay, until the Holy Spirit comes. The disciples, there was 120 of them. They were all assembled. They were praying. And around the seventh day, they said this, you know what? We've been praying. We've been seeking the Lord. We need to fill this slot. We have a vacancy. Y'all follow me? How about the rest of you? Rest of, okay, there we go. They, they said we've been praying and we need to fill this slot. There's a missing place, and according to the Scriptures, according to this prophecy in the book of Psalms, we should put someone in the place of Judas who hung himself and betrayed the Lord. Amen? And that's exactly what was taking place in this scripture right here. They were praying. And I want you to look at verse 24. Look at this right here. It says, they were praying and they said this. Said, you, O Lord, who knows the hearts of all, show which of these two you have chosen to take part in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell. And I want you to notice this. I want you to notice the qualifications that are named here. I want you to follow me through Scripture right here. Notice the word apostleship. Everybody say apostleship. I want you to check this out. This was not just a leader in the church. This was apostleship. 
This was apostleship. This was the same status as, as Simon Peter. This was the same status as John, as James, as Matthew. This wasn't just a normal leader in the church. All 12 of them were apostles. Of course, Judas hung himself, and now somebody has to be elevated to that position. Y'all with me? Here's the qualifications. Look at this right here. Look at, look at verse 21. It says, therefore, of these men who have accompanied us all the time, listen to this, guys, that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us. He's saying as Jesus was coming and going, qualification number one, as Jesus was coming and going, who was there with us? Listen to this. Beginning at the baptism of John. You see that? So they had to be there from the beginning of the baptism of John to the day when he was taken up from us, when he ascended into heaven. Follow me now. One of these must become a witness with us to the resurrection. Amen? There's the qualifications. Witnesses of the resurrection from the dead, number one, was there when John baptized Jesus, was there when Jesus was, was taken up and ascended into heaven after he had walked on the, the earth for 40 days, was there to sit at the right hand of God. They, he, he watched him get on a cloud and, and ascend to heaven where he sits now at the right hand of God. And that was the qualifications. Listen, and only two men met the criteria, one by the name of Justice and another man by the name of Matthias. Amen? There was only two that met all of those qualifications. And when they had prayed, and this is almost funny. This is almost funny because it says when they, when they had prayed, it says that they cast their lots. Y'all don't know what that is. Casting lots in biblical times is today's version of flipping a coin. That's what it is, right? It's just today's version of flipping a coin. So they cast their lots. And, and, and listen, if you, it's, it's kind of like, do you get the shortest straw? Y'all know that game? You know what I'm talking about? You get the shortest straw. You get the, they would use things like, listen, they, they said, like, okay, now listen. If you get the short stick, and I don't know, maybe they use toothpicks. I don't know what they used back then. I have no idea, right? But, but if you got the shortest stick, then you're the loser. And, and I don't know how they did it, but they, so it was basically, it was a natural contest, and they used something. In, in, in the old times, they would use little smooth stones that, that they would use, like, like coins. They would flip them. Um, um, most, most people say nowadays that they, they, were, they were like dice. They would, they would roll the dice. They would do the, you know, the shortest straw. Whatever it is that they did, one of them would get a number, and they would cast lights. And whoever got it, <laughs> welcome to the exclusive club of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's how you do it. What? What? Well, well here. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. <laughs> Amen. That's what they did. They cast their lots. But the real qualifications was this, guys. Listen, that they had to be faithful and they had to be there from the beginning to the end. And I am preaching to you this morning about being faithful. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I am preaching to you this morning about being faithful, and I want to tell you that great is your reward if you remain faithful. Amen. If you remain faithful, you know, it really didn't matter, they were saying. Here's what they, it, it really, it really doesn't matter. One is just as good as the other. 
Doesn't matter. Flip a coin. Who cares? That's what they were saying. You got Justice and Matthias. They both meet all the qualifications. One is just as good as the other. One is just as faithful as the other. Just flip a coin. Amen. Basically, casting lots, that's what they were doing. Just pick a coin. It doesn't really matter. Just roll the dice and see who God chooses. Come on. So they chose an apostle. And it fell on Matthias. Everybody say Matthias. Come on. Look at verse 26. And they cast their lots, and the lot fell on who? And he was numbered with the 11 apostles. It's the only place that he has ever mentioned in Scripture. He is never mentioned again. Can I tell you what a mighty, mighty reward he got for his faithfulness? Amen? Come on, thank you for that arousing applause. I appreciate it. Can we do better than that? Thank you. Because I want to tell you right now, the man was faithful and great was his reward. They chose an apostle and it landed on Matthias. It's the only place he's ever mentioned in Scripture. He was chosen to be an apostle. It's amazing. And what was the qualification? Why did they choose him? I want you to notice this, that it wasn't about his preaching. It wasn't about how good he could sing in the choir. Come on, somebody. It didn't have anything to do with his leadership qualities. It was simply the fact that they were looking for an apostle and this person had to be faithful through the coming and the going of Jesus Christ. That was it. We are looking for somebody who's going to be faithful. Do we got any faithful saints in here? Amen. We are looking for somebody who's just got to be faithful. All I need you to do is be faithful. I don't care if you can preach, you can't sing, you can't pray, you can't even do nothing. But you're faithful. But you're faithful. That's what he said. He's faithful. It speaks of faithfulness, guys. It, it speaks and it denotes of just being there. I had a pastor tell me one time, one of the greatest things in ministry is just don't quit. Just don't quit. Just don't quit. It denotes a being there. The in and out, the Bible says, of Jesus. The coming and going. The doing. The serving. The behind the scenes. The things you're doing that that nobody recognizes. Can I recognize somebody real quick? We have a crew of people that show up at this school at 6 o'clock, 6.30 every single morning, every single Sunday, and they do this for y'all. Amen. And I want to personally thank you because we can't do it without you. Amen. They come in and they faithfully serve. They chose Matthias, because he was there, he was faithful, amen, with nobody praising him, nobody, never, he never come up in the scriptures, neither one of these men come up in the scriptures, and they weren't doing it for any other reason, they were serving in their place, listen, we don't even know what they did, the Bible don't even tell us what they did, we have no idea, but they followed the disciples around, listen, they hung around, but they were not talked about in scripture, we don't know what they did. Amen? They never performed a miracle. They never preached. They never sang a song. They might have built a campfire or something like that. I don't know. 
Amen? But they did nothing that caused them to be recognized in Scripture. Amen? They did nothing that caused them to be recognized in Scripture. In man's eyes. Come on. Come on. They did nothing that caused them to be recognized in man's eyes. Amen? In man's eyes. Qualifications, not based on talent, not based on skill, not based on education. Come on, y'all. God's trying to tell us that when I'm choosing my last apostle... He says, I'm not choosing based on their knowledge. I'm not choosing them if they can quote the whole Bible. I don't care about their scripture quoting. I don't care about their ability to get up and speak in front of people. He said, I'm choosing them on the basis of their faithfulness and their loyalty. That's it. I don't care what they've done. It does not matter. As a matter of fact, it was so insignificant in man's eyes. That he wasn't even written about. He said, I am choosing my last apostle based on faithfulness and loyalty. Amen? That's what he said. I'm choosing on the basis of whether or not they've been there. That's it. And they were consistent. And they were faithful. And I'm saying to you this morning that maybe God has called you to do some things that seem really small to you. Come on, y'all. I want you to understand it does not matter how big, it does not matter how small, how insignificant it seems, you will not be overlooked for your faithfulness. I want you to understand that. You will not be overlooked for your faithfulness. If you give a cup of water in my name, you will be rewarded in heaven is what Jesus said. You will not be overlooked for your faithfulness. I don't care how small it seems to you. Hallelujah. You will be rewarded at the judgment seat of Christ. You may not ever rub shoulders with great people. You may never, ever, ever rub shoulders with great people and be in the atmosphere of some of these people. But one day, one day, you know how you can be equal with them? In your faithfulness. Come on, somebody. That's how you can be equal with everybody. You know what? They, out, they might outdo me in other things, but I want some of you to say, but they will never outdo me in my faithfulness. You can preach better than me. You can sing better than me. You can pray better than me. You can work harder than me, but I promise you, you will not outdo me in faithfulness. Hallelujah. You will not outdo me in faithfulness. They were there from the baptism to the resurrection. Amen. And I'm saying to you that if people never recognize what you do for the Lord, the boss is upstairs, hallelujah, and he sees what you're doing. Come on, give him a shout of praise if you believe it in here. The boss knows what you're doing. He sees what you're doing. He knows what's going on. You may never, ever, ever get recognized by man, but I promise you the man upstairs sees you. Hallelujah. Matthias had been with them consistently. Had been with them consistently. What does that mean? What does that mean? From the time that Jesus went in, is what the Bible says, and out is what that verse says. You know, there's times in our life 
when we feel like Jesus is in and revival's here, hallelujah, come on somebody, and everything's going good and it feels like, woo! I got chill bumps on top of my chill bumps. Jesus is in here. God is moving. I feel like he's in. Everything's going great. It's awesome. God is here. People getting saved. Everything's happening. And sometimes it just feels like Jesus has left the building. I, I, one person is who I'm talking to. I guess the rest of y'all got Jesus with you all the time. Y'all different than me. I don't know. Sometimes it just feels like Jesus has left the building. Where are you at? And he said to people that were there with the ins and the outs of Jesus, those are my people. When you feel him and when you don't, so you stay faithful in the word. Whether you feel like it or not, you stay faithful in prayer. Hallelujah. You stay faithful in your commitment to God and to his house. Come on, somebody. Amen. Just stay faithful. Amen? You're there when Jesus is in, and you're there when Jesus is out. Right? And I know he's always with us, but the tangible presence of God is not. He's always with us. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere all the time. But the tangible presence of God, you don't always feel. And sometimes you just feel like you're going through a valley. You're going through a dry spell. You're going through the wilderness. But I want to tell you, you stay faithful in the ins and the outs of Jesus Christ. Amen? Because there's going to be times when you're walking through that valley. There's going to be times when you have no idea what's going on. There's going to be times when you're going to be battling something and you're going to say, where are you at, God? What's going on? And you need to feel the tangible presence of God and you stay faithful through the ins and the outs of Jesus when he's in and when he's out. Amen? Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just keep praising him. Whether you feel like it or not, just keep praising him. Sometimes you feel like lifting your hands and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just lift your hands because that's what the Bible says to do. Amen? But you just keep praising him. Amen. Come on, y'all. You just worship God. I'm telling you that there is faithfulness and loyalty to God, and he will reward you for it. Man. Jesus. He will reward you for it. Just being faithful. That's all you got to do. There are too many greenhouse Christians. Ooh. What's a greenhouse Christian, you ask? Thanks for asking. I'm going to tell you. Too many greenhouse Christians. They bloom in a a protected environment only. As long as they have no wind, they have no rain, they have no storm. Oh, they're faithful to God. Come on, somebody. Woo! But when the elements hit... When the rain comes, when the storm hits, you find them weak. You find them in these situations where they just lose all their faithfulness to God. They have no loyalty. I can't do nothing. I can't believe this. This Christian stuff don't work. I ain't no Christian. That's what happens. You're a greenhouse Christian because things are not going perfect. Amen. Amen. Who am I talking to? Oh, I guess I'm just preaching to me again. Am I the only one that's a greenhouse Christian up in here? Huh? Is this Restoration Church or are we perfect? Because I'm going to tell you right now, I don't need a perfect situation to praise the Lord. 
I'm just telling you. He's looking for people who will stay with him through the ins and the outs, through the coming and the going, through the good and the bad. Because the truth is, he is using you guys, listen to me, in times that will expand your trust and your faith. When the storms come, it's all he's doing. He's expanding your trust and your faith. I told you I was going to knock this over for you. That's what he's doing. He's expanding your trust and your faith. He's using you. And he's using those times to teach you that you don't always have to feel him to know he's there. You catch that? Y'all understand that? That he is teaching you in times to know that you don't always have to feel him to know that he's there. He's there. He's there. Everybody say, he's there. Yeah. Hallelujah. But there is a settled confidence. There's a peace in your soul that says, come what may, he will never leave me. He will never forsake me. Come on, somebody. I'm not afraid of the future. I'm not afraid of tomorrow. I'm not afraid of any bad health report because the Lord is with me. Amen. There'll be times in your life when you feel like Jesus has exited the building. Just telling you. Where'd he go? What's wrong with the church? Why aren't we having a move of God in here? Where you at, Jesus? But what I found is if I'm faithful through the ins and outs, he always rewards my faithfulness. I'm just telling you. That's what I found. If you get discouraged like that, you say, where's God? Where's God? Where are you at? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. They didn't hear you, now tell them. Huh? He's still there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, thank you. You have times in your life when you asked, where's God? You have to remember, if you can't feel, and you're involved in nothing else, nothing else, just by being faithful, he will reward you. Where are you at, God? Where are you at? Just be faithful. I promise you he'll reward you. And I may be preaching to somebody who feels like quitting this morning. You can't quit. You can't quit. You can't quit. I'm going to be real with y'all. I was at my house Wednesday. And I was working. And I have never been under such a spiritual attack in my life. I had a whole other message I was preparing. I called Dustin. And I said, I'm not preaching on that. I had a whole other message I was preaching today. And the devil kept telling me that you are worthless. The devil kept telling me I was a fake. I'm a fraud. Who do you think you are to start a church? What do you think you're doing? Are you kidding me? And I was going to quit my job on Wednesday. The devil's a liar. I'm telling you right now. I have never in my life felt that kind of spiritual attack. To the point I was physically nauseous, I called my wife and told her, I'm about to puke. She's like, what is wrong with you? 
The devil was telling me that I was a fake, I'm a fraud, I'm a phony. Who do you think you are? You're a convict. You're a dope fiend. I didn't hear you. I was going to quit. I was to the point where I wanted to throw in the towel, and I called Dustin, and I said, I'm not preaching on that message. I was preaching out of Romans, wasn't I? And God gave me this. And that's the God's honest truth. It's the God's honest truth. He's telling you. You can't quit. You can't quit. This is a no quitting place. This is a no quitting place. He'll have no pleasure in you if you draw back. He'll have no pleasure in you if you draw back. We're not of those who draw back. Amen. Amen. Set your face like a flint. Put your hand to the plow. This is a no quitting place. Double up on your dedication. And make up your mind that I am going to continue to reap the harvest that the Lord has put me in. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give more of my life to the kingdom of God than I ever have before. I'm just telling you. This is a no quitting place. Because one day the trumpet's going to sound. Come on, somebody. And the Lord's coming back and his reward is with him. Look at this scripture right here in Revelation 22. Look at this. He said, behold, I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. Can we give him a shout of praise if you believe that? I'm telling you, the Lord's coming back and his reward is with him. Woo! You believe there's power in just being there? telling you I've never felt anything like that before in my life never and I know some of you I've watched you come in here struggling I've watched you walk in and out of here struggling and you keep coming in with stuff going on you just keep coming come on y'all you just keep coming in and out in and out, in and out. You just keep coming, keep coming. And you know what? I see you, and now you're strong in the Lord. Amen. You're strong in the Lord. You're seeing the blessings of God in your life. And God will do it for anybody in this room if you just stay faithful to him. That's it. Just stay faithful. I have no idea what I'm doing. Just stay faithful. He'll do it for anybody in this room. If you just stay faithful, this wishy-washy stuff, this hit or miss and skip stuff don't work in the kingdom of God. It don't work. You just disqualified yourself from places that God was going to take you because you're not faithful. Maybe you didn't hear what I said. You have just disqualified yourself from higher places that God was going to take you because you wasn't faithful. 
Mm. He'll overlook somebody that's a lot smarter to pick you if you're faithful. Woo, come on, somebody. He's going to overlook somebody that is a lot more talented than you are. He's going to overlook somebody that's got more money than you got. He's going to overlook somebody that has got more gifting than you got if you just stay faithful. Amen. That's all you got to do. Just stay faithful. Man, stay faithful. You know, the the highest calling in the New Testament was apostleship. The highest calling in the New Testament is apostleship. And all that God did to get it. I was there. I was there. That's all. The highest calling in the New Testament is apostleship. And all the guy had to do to get it is I was there. That's it. I was there. Thank you. <laughs> she must have been there. <laughs> I love that. Don't you love that? Don't that give you hope? Come on, somebody. Don't that give you hope? You know, I can look back at my life over the last 15 years when I got saved, and I would tell you if I ain't done nothing, I was there. I was faithful. I ain't done nothing. I ain't no good at this, but I was there. Ain't that right? Shout about it this morning. Shout about it. Come on, y'all. Praise God. Hallelujah. If I can't do nothing else, I'm here. I'm here. See, sometimes we just let the devil just put us down and tell us how sorry we are. But you need to remind him that you couldn't even be faithful to God in his presence when you were looking at him face to face. And I've been faithful and ain't even never seen him. Come on, somebody. The devil wants to tell you that you ain't even faithful, right? You couldn't even be faithful in heaven. Come on, I've been faithful and ain't never seen God. Woo, you better remind him. Better let him know. You got to learn how to hang tough. Amen. Why am I out of time already? You got to learn how to hang tough. You know that's a surfer term. You When the pressure gets on you, you got to hang tough. You got to hang 10. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Y'all ever hear that? It's a surfer term. You know why they call it hang 10? Because when you're in and, the, and, the, and the, the waves come and the waves, the big waves are coming and they put pressure on the back of the board, you got to run up to the front of the board and they, they call it hang 10 because you got to grip your toes on the edge of the board like that. Woo, you better hang on when times get tough, huh? Huh? You better dig in. Y'all better dig in. I'm just telling you right now. That's why they call it. The, the pressure's coming. The pressure's coming. It's going to fly, I told you. See, look here. I'm hanging tough. I'm hanging tough. I'm hanging tough. I'm hanging tough. Look, you, gotta put, you better grab a hold of it because the pressure's coming. Things are happening. You better hang tough. Amen? That's why they call it. You got to run to the, and you just hang your toes, and you just grab a hold of it. You better dig your toes in the sand. Amen. Sometimes you feel like you're going through the storm. What do you do? You just hang 10. That's all. Dig in, boys. Dig in. Come on, y'all. Just hang in there. Through the ins and the outs. Through the good and the bad. Tell the devil, I don't care what anybody says about me. 
Amen? I don't care what anybody says about me. They ain't running me off. Amen. Amen. Come on, y'all. It's what you have to do. Don't bail out. Don't bail out. Don't give up at the slightest problem. The Bible says in Proverbs 24.10, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Stay strong, especially in adversity. Stay strong in the Word of God. Put on the whole armor. That's why it's so important to get in this book. Amen? Three of you said that's right. rest of y'all better open this book. That's why it's so important to get in this and stay in it because if you, if you read this book, I promise y'all when you think you don't need it, God will bring it up when you do. You might read something tonight that you read and you're like, oh, it's just reading. It's just something. I don't know. But I promise you, when you wake up tomorrow and the devil starts attacking you, the Holy Spirit's going to bring that word back up out of you. And then you've got something to fight with. Amen. You better get in that word. I'm just telling you, don't bail out. Don't quit. Hallelujah. When the enemy comes in like a flood, come on, the spirit of the Lord will raise a what? Will raise a standard against him. Hallelujah. If you don't bail, if you don't quit, if you don't faint, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Just be faithful. That's what happens if you're faithful in spiritual things, right? I want you to see this. I'm almost done. Maybe. I want you to see this. So Matthias' greatest moment, you know, can I tell you something? Faithfulness gives us glimpses of intimacy. Do you hear me? Faithfulness gives us glimpses of intimacy. He had been there. Every miracle Jesus had performed, he was there. Every healing Jesus had performed, he was there. Every sermon Jesus preached, he was there. Amen. He was an eyewitness. He was there. He was there. So here's the great thing about that. If somebody says, well, I don't believe that, you know, Jesus uh, uh, raised Lazarus from the dead. I don't believe it. I don't believe Jesus done this. And I, I just don't believe that. You know, there's exaggeration about, I don't believe that these 10 lepers got healed and walked away. I can't, you know, there's somebody exaggerating about all this stuff. And, I, and you know, I just don't believe that, that he rose from the dead and, 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 and he went to heaven. I just don't believe it. Now watch Matthias. Here comes Matthias. And he slips up his hand. And he makes his only contribution to the kingdom of God. saw it. I was there. I saw it. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I doubt Lazarus is really dead for four days. I saw it. I was there. Come on, y'all. A man with an experience is never at the mercy of a man with an argument. You got to get this. You got to understand this, y'all. 
You better shout right there. You got to do better than that, boy. Come on, somebody. A man with an experience is never at the mercy of a man with an argument. I was there. You will never convince me that God's not real because I've had an experience with him. I was there. I was there. I seen it. If you were there and you saw it for yourself, they can argue all they want to. They can say whatever they want to. It don't. A man with an experience is never at the mercy of a man with an argument. I saw it. I was there. I seen it. That's why I like old people. There's something about them gray-haired saints, Pastor Dustin. You hear me? There's something about them. That's why I like old people. They've just been there. They know. And when stuff comes, they don't freak out. Right? They don't fall to pieces. Something rises up in them. And they say, well, you know what? I've seen them take me through the valley before. I've been there. I'm going to do it again. I've seen him let the cabinets get empty before. I've seen him let the bank account get drained down to nothing before. I've been there. I've seen it. I've done it. I've been young and now I'm old. But I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. Come on, somebody. I've been there. I've done it. I know. Woo! He's faithful. He's faithful when we're faithful. He's faithful when we're not faithful. Hallelujah. Somebody give him some praise. Thank you for your faithfulness. <laughs> I'm wrapping up. I'm wrapping up. I'm wrapping up. He says, he says, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. That's what he said. I still believe in heaven. I still believe that the trumpet's going to sound, guys. You hear me? I still believe that through the rapture or through death, either one, I'm going to be standing there and I'm going to see God. And you know what? I'll never, ever, ever have to face God for my sins because I have been covered by the blood from the womb to the tomb. Amen? I will never have to stand and face for my sins again. The blood of Jesus has cleansed me from all unrighteousness. That's what the Bible says. I'll never stand in judgment of my sins, but I will face God at the judgment seat of Christ. Amen? It's called the Bema judgment. The Bema judgment. The Bema was an exalted area or platform. It was what they used in the synagogues. They would stand up on it. They would preach the Torah. It's what the, the Romans would use. They would bring their champions in, and they would stand on these pedestals like at the Olympics. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And they would... Stand on these pedestals and they would be rewarded. Silver, bronze, gold. It's the beam of judgment. Great throne judgment, beam of judgment. It's two judgments in the Bible. And they would be rewarded. The Bible is very clear. My salvation is settled. Amen? My salvation is settled, but my reward. I'm not working for my salvation. I'm working for my reward. Amen? When you get to that judgment, you've already made it. You're in. And I'm going to tell you something. It's a sobering thought. It's how I live right now. You know, one of the crowns is the crowns of righteousness, right standing. 
Think about it. Right standing means you got to take the right stand. It matters the life. Amen? It matters personal purity and holiness. Fighting and resisting sin, it matters. Temptation, all that stuff matters. Because one day, we will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Amen? We're going to stand before the judgment seat and all this stuff matters. The bema, the light of God will shine on us before all of heaven and all of our works are going to be exposed. It matters. I'm just telling you, it matters. I'm going to tell you, it matters if you're doing something in your local church for the kingdom of God because that's the only thing that goes through. Listen to me. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. When the Bible talks about the eye of the needle, look at this in Mark 10, 25. It says it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And we start thinking, how in the world can a camel go through the eye of a needle? Start thinking that, right? How, how in the world can a camel go through the eye of a needle? It was actually a small door within a bigger door. It was a gate. It was called the needle gate. And what they would do, they would set these gates in the walls of Jerusalem. The Jerusalem was thick, thick walls. And, and, and the camels and all of them would go in and out and into the inner city. And at nighttime, they would close the needle gate. And they had another little small door inside the big door that was just big enough for a man to walk through. Because they would shut the needle gate at nighttime so enemies couldn't ride in on their camels and attack Jerusalem. So all you had to do, you could only be big enough for a man to walk through. And that's what he was talking about. It was the, the needle gate. It's like a rich man in a Porsche. Come on, y'all. Trying to go through a hotel revolving door. Amen. He can ram into that door all he wants to, but that Porsche is not going to go through that revolving door. Here's the point. It's not that rich people can't go to heaven. Amen. Here's the point. Watch this. You can go through the door, sir, but you got to get out of the Porsche. You can go through the door, sir, no problem, but you got to get out of the Porsche. And all this stuff is going to be left on this side. Amen? You can go through the blood of Jesus Christ, but you're not taking any of that with you. None of that goes with you. And it's not going to matter when you stand at the judgment seat of Christ. Only what you've done for him will make it through. That's it. That's it. Isn't that something? That's why it says to be a joyful giver. Amen. Isn't that something? Because, man, listen, you're serving up blessings in eternity. Amen. Joyfully serve the Lord. With gladness serve him. So here's my point. Here's my point. He's going to prepare a place for us. And the Bible says that there are foundations in that city. The New Jerusalem, the Bible's clear, the New Jerusalem's going to come down. And there are foundations in that city made of precious stone, of jewels. Look at this scripture right here in Revelation 21. It says, now when the wall of the city had 12 foundations on them. You see this? And on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. You see this? Y'all follow me? The 12 apostles are engraved on the 12 foundations. One of the foundations is Peter. 
One of the foundations is John. One of the foundations is Matthew. And so on and so on and so on. And can you see the angel work crews up there with their hard hats on? And they're finishing up. And they're engraving. And they get to the 12th one. And they say, Lord, who would you like for us to put on this last foundation up here? The 12 apostles, the 12 foundations where the redeemed will live forever, for all of eternity. And they say, Lord, who would you like for us to put on here? On this last foundation. And the Lord says, put Matthias on it. Who? Who's Matthias? I've never heard of him. And God says, you ain't need to know him. I know who he is. You don't need to know who Matthias is. I know who he is. That's what he said. I know who he is. Put his name up there. Let him be numbered among the apostles because he was faithful. And when I get to heaven, you know where I'm going to run to? You know where I'm going to run to? I'm going to run over to that 12th foundation and I'm going to go to Matthias's engraved name and I'm going to run my fingers through it. You know what? See, I didn't preach like Peter. I didn't do miracles like Paul. I didn't write books like Matthew. But I sure can identify with this man right here. I can identify with this man right here. I was there. I was faithful. And God has rewarded me for my faithfulness. Come on, stand to your feet all around this room. Come on, y'all. Come on, stand to your feet all around this room and just give God some praise for His faithfulness this morning. Come on, thank Him for a minute. Thank Him right now for a minute. Give Him some praise. Honor Him all around this room. Hallelujah. All of you who feel like you are not worthy of anything in the kingdom, put your hands together right now and thank Him for me. Hallelujah. He has a place for you. And great is your reward. And if you're in here this morning and you say, maybe I'm just doing some small things that don't matter. I promise you it matters. Stay faithful. And I want to pray for you this morning. So with every head bowed and every eye closed across this room, if you're in here and you're carrying something, maybe you feel unworthy. Maybe you feel like God don't know who you are. Maybe you even feel like you're not even that faithful. Maybe you've never even asked Jesus into your heart. You don't even know if you're going to heaven. What if the trumpet sounded tomorrow? Through the rapture or, the, or through death, you're, you're going to meet him one day. So I'm going to ask you right now all around this room, if you're in here and you've never accepted Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior, I want you to raise your hand right now. Be bold. Raise your hand right now. If you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father. And say, Father, we thank you, Lord. I have never, ever, ever committed my life to you, Jesus, and I need you. I want you to reward my faithfulness. Hallelujah. Everybody repeat this prayer after me and say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus 
to die on the cross for my sin. Help me be faithful. Cover me with your grace. Fill me with your mercy. Come into my heart, Jesus, and change me and make me into the person you want me to be. And Father, I pray for every single person that raised their hand in here this morning. God, I pray for all the faithful saints here at Restoration Church. Heavenly Father, I just commit this day to you, God. I just pray, Father, right now, in Jesus' mighty name, God, that great is their reward in heaven. Hallelujah. And Father, we thank you now in Jesus' name. And everyone agreed and said, Amen. Amen.